I was up shit creek. I didn't have a paddle. I didn't even have a boat. And it wasn't so much a creek as a raging, churning river of sewage. I was on a Greyhound bus in the middle of nowhere. It was raining, cats and dogs. The bus had pulled over twice because the driver couldn't see, you know, the road. Most importantly, I had just finished explaining to Jenny, my neighbor on the bus, the woman who had just seen some very inappropriate and illegal content on my laptop screen, that I was not a pervert who should go to jail. Holy balls! Lightning struck a road sign we were passing just now. That was close. Hopefully that wasn't a sign that God thought I was a pervert who really should be in jail. Come on, God. You know I'm cool. Right? God? Hello? <sighs> this is Killswitch Recording 6. I named it Upshit Crick. In my explanation to Jenny, I was 100% honest. No, no, really. I mean, the porn shit was definitely not me, and I did tell her about all the heist stuff at Gateway Underground Secure Storage. I stunned Barry, rammed the fence with the first car, ran the roadblock with the second car, jumped out of the second car, lost my bag, found my bag, U-Haul, I covered it all. I was 100% honest. See? No thunder. The tide turned in my favor when I told Jenny why I did it because my sister is dying of COVID-19. Teresa ran a chain of nursing and assisted living homes and was one of the first to come down with it. She was really sick. And of course, the assholes at her insurance company refused coverage. Of course. Not that it mattered. The doctors didn't know how to treat her anyway. No, Teresa hadn't been tested. There are more reliable tests now, but not back then. What we needed was a cure. I explained to Jenny how I posted on Dark World a few months back and got a DM from a guy with the handle Bossman95. I even pulled out my old iPhone with a shattered screen and tried to show Jenny the DMs I exchanged with Bossman95. Jenny absorbed all of that, wrapped with attention, captured by the tension, but she said, That doesn't explain why you have all that shit on your computer. I said, So Bossman95 and I thought it would confuse the FBI or police detectives or whoever if we took just random SD cards instead of just the one we wanted. We needed to give them more leads to chase, and so we did. And just now I was looking at what we had taken because apparently one of them is that cyber weapon. I wanted to see what I had, and I found that, uh, that I trailed off. I didn't even want to say it out loud. So I had explained all of that to Jenny, and she bought it. Uh, let me rephrase that. She believed it. After all, what I said was true. I'd left out a few things, but the stuff I included was factual. Jenny said, This is amazing. Here I am just taking the bus to see an old boyfriend in Denver, and this happens to me. It's so exciting. What are you going to do with this cyber weapon? Uh, sticks? At that moment, there was a whomp. And a thump, thump, thump. And the bus was swerving and crap was flying everywhere. I had my laptop on my lap, 
and a mobile hotspot balanced on my knee, and it all went flying. Like a ninja, Jenny snatched my laptop out of the air. We swerved a couple more times, and the bus came to a stop on the side of the highway. Over the intercom, the driver said, It appears we have a flat tire. I will go check it out. Jenny looked at me and giggled. With a flourish, she presented me with my laptop. A couple of minutes later, the driver, soaked to the skin from all the rain, came back on the bus and announced, The driver's side front tire is flat. I have called for a truck to bring a new one. It will be at least an hour. I swore, but Jenny said, Ooh, this is becoming an adventure. This is a more exciting trip than I thought it would be. She changed her voice to a conspiratorial whisper. She said, What are you going to do with the weapon? I whispered back, I don't think I actually have it. I explained about the supposed countdown and how I hadn't actually done anything. Jenny's excitement drooped. She said, Oh, okay. So you think it's just a coincidence? I said, I guess. Or someone's using my heist as cover for something. Show me the SD cards. Uh, okay, I guess. I dug out my Faraday box, opened it, took out the pouch and handed it to her. I took the SD card out of the laptop and handed that to her, too. She said, This is it? This is what they think is a weapon? I said, The CIA created a software program, that's all. So, yeah, if I had it, it could be on an SD card as small as that. She shook the SD cards out of the pouch onto a blanket spread on her lap. She said, There's only five here. Where's the sixth one? I counted them, too. She was right. We got out our phones, turned on the flashlight, and looked all around the floor of the bus. She said, Did it get lost when we got the flat and were swerving all over the road? I said, Maybe. I know they were here when... Then I had a horrible realization. I was looking under the seat in front of me. I stopped and I straightened up. I said, Oh, no. Jenny said, What? I said, Hold on. Let me think. I thought, Oh, no. Please, how could I be so stupid? I didn't do that. Please, But I knew it must be true. I didn't want it to be true. I didn't want to believe it. Jenny stared toward me, trying to read my reaction, but able to see only a bit of my face. I had a hat pulled low and a COVID face covering. After waiting a moment, she said, Tell me. I said, I think I left one of the cards at Dakisha's house. About this time, the truck with our spare tire arrived. We had to get off the bus while the mechanic jacked up the bus and changed the tire. It was still raining cats and dogs and bats and frogs and rats and hogs. And I can't think of any more, but honestly, a fucking scuba tank would have been useful. The mechanic came well prepared. He brought 20 umbrellas with him. I shared one with Jenny. I held it up over both of us, and then Jenny squeezed under my arms. She said, If your arms get tired, you can rest them on my shoulders. I didn't say anything. I needed to focus. We stood there in the downpour, watching the mechanic, listening to the rain. Jenny smelled good. It was plumeria. Reminded me of Hawaii. When I was in high school, Teresa had paid for me to go to Hawaii with her. She had just dumped this guy that she was engaged to. The trip was supposed to be their honeymoon. We tried surfing and windsurfing, we snorkeled, we walked the beaches, we talked about life, what we were going to do, where we were going to go. Teresa had practically raised me after mom died, and this was our moment, the one that glued us together for the 20 years since. During that trip, we had twice hiked to volcanoes, and both times we were caught in downpours just like this one. Plumerias, Hawaii, Teresa. Ah, oh, I was gonna miss her. 
Oh shit, what'd I just think? Just then, Jenny interrupted my thoughts and said, Who's the Keisha? I shivered. The temperature had dropped dramatically and I was getting wet despite the umbrella. Had I really just thought that I was going to miss Teresa? The effort to help her was not doomed. Come on, man, this is not over. Then Jenny said, Alan? And I realized she was talking to me. I'll never get used to using aliases. I said, Dakisha's the woman who had the backpack. I explained again to Jenny about the U-Haul pickup and how I'd left my backpack in the back and how Dakisha had rented the truck. Then how I nicked the U-Haul form, found Dakisha's address, went to her house, used her computer to see what was on those cards, but then none of the cards worked, and then Dakisha came at her house, got mad, I ran, and forgot all about that sixth SD card. Jenny looked at me like I was crazy. She said, You walked into her house, tasted the food on her stove, food she prepared for her family? and sat down at her computer? I nodded. When you say it that way... Jenny shook her head and said, That has to be the cyber weapon. The Keisha's found it and activated it. I said, No way. To even view the file names on the SD card, I had to patch a reverse-engineered version of VirtualBox and create a special VM with a very specific file system type. She said, I don't understand. I said, It's like trying to run a Windows program on a Mac computer. It doesn't work natively. She said, Okay but we need to see what's on the rest of those cards. I agreed, and a few minutes later, the tire was changed. They let us back on the bus, and the bus got back on the road. Back in my seats, I shivered. Ginny shared her blanket with me, spread it over the both of us, snuggled up close, and put her right hand on my left leg. Fumbles with my laptop. Almost dropped it. Ginny giggled. She was being very forward. In general, I'm all for such behavior, but... I had just admitted to criminal behavior. She caught me with some very illegal images. And she'd never even seen me without my mask. She was nuts. Anyway, her cuddly mood did not last. So there were six SD cards. One was at Dakisha's, one was that COVID-19 data, I'd already looked at that one, and there was one other one that I looked at. So we had three left. We popped in the fourth one. And uh, the fourth card was as bad as the third one. Revolting. I can't think of any other way to describe it. And I can't unwatch it. The images pop into my head all the time now. It sucks. We checked out the fifth card, also revolting, but much more gory and violent. Jenny nearly barfed. I needed a shower and a long talk with God. After that card, we needed a break. We only had one left to look at. Maybe it was a cyber weapon, but if not, eh, I don't think I could look at it anymore. The stuff people hit on the secure servers at Gateway was disturbing. The bus stopped at a depot in Shreveport and we got off to get some water and use the bathroom. While we were marching off the bus, Jenny said, We should tell someone, like the CIA or whatever, about the weapon and about these other cards. I looked around. There were people pushed in close, like on a subway. I said, Are you crazy? No way. They can deal with their weapon. They created the damn thing. I'm worried about my sister. But the countdown. I said, I don't have the SD card. Someone else took it. Whenever Gateway has an outage, half the spy agencies on Earth attack. It was an exaggeration, but really, 
Gateway did need better security. We finally climbed off the bus. Jenny said, promise me, okay? It's a three-day countdown, that's what the news said. If the countdown gets to 12 hours, we have to call someone, okay? I hesitated. Jenny playfully grabbed my shirt like she was bullying me. She pulled me close and said, got it, buster? Then she giggled. Then she said, seriously, just give me the Kisha's address. I'll even be the one to call it in when the time comes. First thing I thought, Jenny's going to try to get the cyber weapon. I said, I don't remember her address. It was a lie, but suddenly red flags were waving everywhere. I didn't want to stand there looking guilty, so I walked away. I think Jenny believed me. I think. Really, I, I don't know. We got back on the bus, and the bus pulled away. I said, let's go to the restroom and flush the rest of these cards. Jenny said, no, some of that was child pornography, and those were innocent animals. And who knows who all those men in that grainy video were, but that one video alone had 20 beheadings. It was like a contest. That's why we need to flush them before someone catches us with them. I said that last part too loud. Several people turned around in their seats to look at me. I pulled my hat down lower. Finally, we put the final SD card into my laptop. I looked away trying to steal myself. What fucked upness would we find on this one? I just wanted to get it over with, but I couldn't look. Jenny said, I'll do it. If it's horrible, you don't have to look. If it's not horrible, we'll look through it together. Maybe it's just some guy's personal diary or something. Okay, here goes. Hey, uh, do you have a bedroom here? Sure, would you like to go get a little more comfortable? I'd love it. Let's get to the real room, yeah. Jenny put her hand back on my thigh and said, Oh, Alan, you need to look at this. Suddenly the video got really loud. It was a new laptop, so I couldn't find the sound button. I had to press a function key and hold down shift to click the left. I had to click the right arrow key. Jesus. Half the bus turned their heads to look at us judgmentally. Jenny stared back at them and said, Sorry to disturb you. We're reviewing the video we just made in the bathroom. They stopped staring. Jenny winked and giggled, then smiled her big smile. Even though she wore a mask, it was obvious she had a great smile. I don't know, you can just tell. She leaned in closer, watching the video. It appeared to be just porn. What I mean is, there was a well-endowed man. There were a couple of women, adult men and women. No animals, no men with machetes, slowly hacking people to death. It even had a plot. There was good lighting, props, a score. I mean, of course, they scored, but there was also a musical score, other than the sex. Anyway, at the beginning of a couple of them, the people said some corny lines. They wore bell bottoms, white collar shirts, and all this body hair. It was clear this SD card belonged to someone into classic 70s porn. Someone like Jenny. In the video we were watching, the one guy did this one thing, and then the woman, she, you know, well, okay, look, you're just gonna have to use your imagination, okay? So they were doing their thing, and Jenny said, "Oh." Wow. Damn. I saw her glance at me out of the corner of her eye, look at the people seated around us. Then she reached under the blanket, leaned back for a little while, and, uh, you know what? Use your imagination again. When the video had culminated, Jenny said, I'm going to take a nap. She laid her head on my shoulder. I fell asleep, too.
I woke up when we arrived at yet another bus stop. I wasn't sure where we were. Jenny had gotten off of the bus. I decided to stay and watch our stuff. I saw her through the raindrop-spotted bus window, and it occurred to me that it didn't fit that Jenny was taking this bus. What was her story? Visiting a boyfriend? Through the bus window, I saw two men approach her. Two men in suits. They flashed their wallets. I scanned the rest of the bus terminal. At the other end, I spotted two more men in suits. And with them, Barry and Kevin. They were having people pull down their masks to get a good look at them. At the moment, they were examining an elderly couple. Like I could disguise myself as a frail old woman half my weight. Anyway, I looked back toward Jenny, but she wasn't there. The agents that approached her were now talking to someone else. Someone else who nodded and pointed toward the back of the bus where I sat. I shrunk down on my seat and I started to panic. And then, uh, Jenny startled me. She said, grab your stuff. We need to get off this bus right now. Thank you for listening. This was Recording 6 called Up Shit Crick. Visit HansAnderson.com slash Killswitch for episode details. We have contact links, Patreon links. There's also links in the show notes. We'll see you next time.